we see that Jesus himself went away and took time to be with the Father early in the morning. He practiced soul care. So if Jesus, who was on mission for the entire world, could prioritize soul care, I certainly think that we can do the same. Hello, and welcome to the Influencers Podcast. I'm Chrissy Cochran, your guest co-host, and I am joined by Mindy Wegner. And, you know, we don't mind that Dave and Scott periodically will be on assignment because that means that we get to take over. And we have a really special guest today. Mindy, I'm super excited about who we have on. And the first question that is on our notes is this. Do you feel burnt out? Do you feel stressed out and very insecure in the face of external criticism? Like how many people listening to that are like, hello, yep, raising their hand, I do, right? And so today we're gonna talk about how we can rise above the challenges of modern living to find an identity that is marked by joy and purpose. What do you think about that, Mindy? I love it so much. There's just a lot, a lot there. Like this covers something that all of us can relate to, whether it's feeling burnt out or feeling that insecurity from just criticism, right. how we handle that, how the Lord speaks to that. It just, it's got something for all of us. Yeah, it does. And I think that, I mean, we'll have, we're all women on the show today, but this also applies to a lot of men feeling the same, you know, stressors and burnt out feelings, but we can, I definitely identify, um, you know, with a lot of women who are having to, you know, now they're not having to, but it's a privilege and it's a great honor to carry out some great careers and also family life. So we're going to talk about balancing all of that and finding joy and purpose in it. And I'm in the middle of it myself and I absolutely love my life, but um, yeah, I get very stressed out and burnt out quite often. So today we're going to welcome the lovely Caitlin Snag. So she is a featured writer for Inspiration Ministries and maintains a popular leadership lifestyle blog that she uses to provide encouragement and thought-provoking articles to her followers. Skaggs regularly appears on a local TV segment in Virginia called Morning Motivations. I love that, where she discusses a range of topics. So she is an entrepreneur, a marketer, I like to call them marketeers actually, and dynamic communicator. And she is currently the executive manager of New Hope Girls, a nonprofit a nonprofit based in the Dominican Republic that fights human trafficking and exploitation of girls and women. So hi, Caitlin. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. So glad you're here. Yes. Start by telling us just a little bit about you, your background, and how did you come along your journey in the field of media? Yeah, well, my journey has been anything but linear. I think I need to start there. Um, there's been some twists and turns along the way. So my very first job out of college was as a police officer. Uh, I did that for five years, and I really loved it. I thought that was going to be my career forever. And then we got pregnant with our first child and I realized that a seismic heart shift had happened. Like the, the passion and the desire to do that particular job was eclipsed by my desire to be present for my daughter and really have a different rhythm in our family. So after some initial panic, I settled into a career of marketing and communications, thinking like, 
eh, it'll be okay and I'll make it work. Um, little did I know I was going to find such passion and excitement around this career. So that was kind of the next phase for me. Um, it went really well, so well that I started my own marketing business and ultimately grew it and scaled it and sold it. So that's where that entrepreneurial piece comes in. Um, and after that, I worked as a spokesperson for a university and was um, an associate vice president. So I handled marketing communications, but that is when the media piece really came into play along that career stop, um, represented the university through all the ups and downs of COVID-19 and really got some media chops in the process. Um, and then I felt really called into something significant by the Lord. And that was stepping into full-time work for New Hope Girls. Uh, it's an organization based in the Dominican Republic that has just taken deep, deep root in my heart. And I knew that when I had the opportunity to step into that work of stateside advocacy for this organization, I definitely needed to say yes, because it felt like not the organization asking me, but the Lord asking me. Um, so that was kind of the career summary. But along the way, I had that first child I mentioned, my little girl, Harper. We had a son soon thereafter, um, and I'm married to a wonderful man. We live in Southwest Virginia um, and really just enjoy doing life alongside my sweet little family. So good. So, hey, Caitlin, I want to first chat with you about your book. So it's called Worth It and Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I, I have questions about it. First, I want to know who is in your heart when you wrote that book? Who, who is right? Who is in your heart? And then, you know, what led you to write it? It's probably your own background story. What was a little bit more about your journey with all of that? So share, share some of that with us first. I love the way you asked that question. I love you that you asked me who, because that, that really invites a name. And I can tell you some of the names. I wrote it for Samantha. I wrote it for Holly. I wrote it for Lindsay. These are real women in my life. And we sit down for coffee and we visit and we get together as families. And so many of the conversations are um, around, hey, give me some advice about this. Now in a mutual way, right? Where I'll ask them for advice or they'll ask me for advice. But so many of these common themes are what you mentioned, the stressed out, burnt out, feeling overwhelmed. Am I a good enough mom? Am I a good enough wife? And I just realized that there are so many common themes among women and we're looking for answers. And as a woman of faith, I know that if we are looking to answer fundamental questions about identity, there is one place that we should be turning for those answers, and that's to the Word of God um, and to who we are in Christ. And so it really just ended up sitting heavy on my heart that I wanted to put these words down on paper. I wanted it to be more than a conversation that lasted over a cup of coffee. I wanted it to be something they could hold and they could underline and revisit as a means of encouraging them to look to the Lord instead of external validation or a job title or a degree to affirm their worth because worth is so much bigger and, um, and more eternal than that. So that's really what led me to write the book, what put the message on my heart. And it has been amazing to see already what the Lord is doing through the book. First of all, through your friendships, I think that if you've got this nucleus of friends that you can bounce these grand questions, their life questions, and you know, flesh them out together, that is a precious group of friends. And then to be able to translate that into a broader, can I just say, audience that you can speak to and write to, 
that's just so fantastic. And I'm sure that your own life has spoken to all those questions and, you know, applying all of that. So anything you want else you want to share about um, overcoming those challenges of the work and the life, work-life balance, that language we all use? Yes. How it's played out in your own life that you want to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so much of what's in the book is informed by challenges or situations that I've overcome, like the work-life balance piece. And it's really just trying to um, articulate what does it look like when that's faith-informed instead of turning to self-help or turning to um, our own kind of saving ourselves from the challenges And so getting into things like trusting God will provide the rest we need or that we are valuable enough to speak up for our needs or to bring in community to come alongside us and help us as mothers. So instead of me just saying, hey, I think this is a really good idea. This makes a lot of sense. It's really backing it by that biblical empowerment piece. So not just because I say so, but because the very word of God is saying so. And that's why I feel confident standing on these ideas. Um, I love that I approach the book like I'm having coffee with a reader. So making it accessible and feeling like, hey, this is just a woman talking with me as opposed to speaking over folks or or using language that almost feels alienating because it is so, um, I would say, like scripturally highbrow. That felt important to me, too. I recently actually had someone give that feedback of, I love that you come across as, as just a woman having a conversation with another woman in this book. Um, because my at my heart level, I want women to know this book is for you because this message is for you. Yeah, so good. Well, you're saying about um, all the friends that you wrote this book for, but I feel like you also wrote it for me. You wrote it for Chrissy. You wrote it for Mindy. You wrote it for so many others of us who were just, you know, I have to daily remember, like, I know that God has called me in so many avenues in my life, but I am first, you know, a daughter of the Most High King and understanding what that means for my purpose. And so I love how, though, you've often hear the term, you know, we need to take care of ourselves and remember self-care and and when it, especially when it comes to discussions you know related to mental health and wellness however you advocate for the term instead of self-care more of soul care and when i read that i thought yes absolutely and i'll tell you i often tell people that my hobby is self-care because I don't have time for any like extracurriculars except to take care of myself. But now I'm going to start saying soul care, but tell us, tell us, Caitlin, why is that? And what, what are the profound differences between self-care and soul care? Mm, I love what you just shared. I love that you talk about how important self-care is to you. Um, And I think self-care, you know, as we hear about it, is really important. It's important to do the fun things, the friend time, maybe even, you know, the the massage or the, the time away. That's important. But what I'm really advocating for is understanding there is a deeper level to who we are beyond the physicalities of this world that we've got to be so intentional about taking care of. And that's the soul level. Now, we see it modeled in scripture. We see that Jesus himself went away and took time to be with the Father early in the morning. He practiced soul care. So if Jesus, who was on mission for the entire world, could prioritize soul care, I certainly think that we can do the same. So that are are, uh, the basic things like um, time in the word or time in prayer. You know, for me, I kind of combine the two. So one of my best self-care, soul care activities 
I go for runs. I did it this morning. I was feeling just kind of a little off. I was kind of wrestling with some things. So before my day got started, I went out for a run. It wasn't super long, but it was enough time to clear my mind. And as I ran, I prayed. And as I ran, I wrestled. And I felt myself working through all the heavy things. And I'm telling you, when I finished, it was this spiritual reset and I had gotten some exercise and I was ready to tackle the day. So that's really what I'm, I'm um, advocating for is that we don't neglect the, the spiritual pieces of who we are and that time to connect with the Lord. I absolutely love that, Caitlin. I know Christy does too. When I, when I read that language too, I said, yes, it's about soul care. Um, and I like, I like that you say we have to be intentional about soul care because I don't know, maybe I'm the only one, but I just find that when I have free time, it can become dead time. I do mm. basically nothing of value with that, these, you know, segments of the day that are free time. But if I'm intentional that I'm going to use this for some soul time, that I use it right to pause, reflect, make some notes, have a word of a few minutes in scripture, um, that is soul care. And it's, but I do find I have to be intentional about it. So I love that you use that word. Yeah, well, I do too. I mean, this is, on everything in this book, these are things that I've either learned to an extent or continue to learn or revisit. So this really is for all of us, myself included. But I really cling to that scripture that says, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. And I really think that's what soul care is about is that like you just like exhale into the father and just trust that if you are a burnout mom who is sick of doing dishes and you would like don't even want to see another bottle, like God is bigger than that. And he is stronger than that. And he can get you through the daily monotony that just feels like it's sucking the life out of you. Or if you're in conflict with friends and you don't know where to go, soul care, right? That is where you're going to find the answers, not in the temporary, not in the short-term things that are just a superficial fix. So I really do feel so strongly about this because when you invite him into every nook and cranny of your life, it is amazing how he changes everything. I have one more thing to add about this. And Caitlin, let me know what you think about this. I heard a while ago, and this was probably when my kids were little, but And it really struck a chord with me about how we measure a productive day. Because as a woman who was a little bit more like I'll make all my to-do lists and, and, you know, I'll make the to-do list just so I can check stuff off. Right. And I want to look like I've been really productive and I keep moving forward. I keep moving forward with the household and, and my projects with work and, and relationships. I want to keep moving forward and, and being productive. However, this different perspective was more of look at a productive day, not by how many things you could accomplish, but, but rather how you stay in constant communion with the Lord throughout the day. And it struck me like, yeah, like if I at the end of the day say, does it matter how many things I got finished or completed or moved forward? But was I really, you know, speaking with my father throughout the day? And, and that type of heart posture really starts with, just finding that quiet time with the Lord in the morning and then having him remind me, like, I'm going to make my to-do list. God, I'm going to, I'm going to set out, but help me not to stress about that. That it's more important that I'm constantly talking to him, that I feel like he's constantly by my side, constantly laying things down at his feet as I go through the day. Yeah. 
I love that. And I would say to you too, Christy, your worth is bigger than your to-do list, right? If you have mm-hmm. 10 things and not a single one gets checked off, you are no less, you are, um, do not lose any value in the father's eyes. And I think that's a piece of it too, is so many of us as women do measure, whether it's a physical to-do list or that mental loop of our value is directly tied to production. Like, did we make dinner? Did we do the laundry? Did we get the proposal turned in? Did we get the promotion? And there's so many mental or literal checklists that we're using to gauge value. And nowhere in scripture does it say your to-do list determines your worth, but we grab onto that hustle culture and we, we don't even realize it. So I think, yeah, that soul care piece and like even praying through God, once again, I find that I am connecting identity to to to-do list reset my mind, reset my spirit, remind me, Lord, I am so valuable. You gave your son for me. And that can be how you incorporate it into your running daily narrative. I love that. I love that. It's a bit of a mindset, you know, adjustment too. But Caitlin, before we run out of time together, Christy and I really want to hear more from you about what you said here was your latest Mm, calling when the, what you're doing now uh, in the Dominican Republic with the organization there, uh, New Hope Girls. So curious to know, how did you get into that? Tell us what that work looks like for you. Tell us about what they are doing. Uh, Christy and I both have a huge heart. We're both involved in some areas with this ourselves. So we'd love to know. That's wonderful. I love hearing that. Well, um, I think God is just full of surprises and just winks at me. And I love to see his wink. So when I owned the business, that piece of the journey I was mentioning, that's when I came to know about New Hope. So it's been about six years. It was through a sales conversation. Someone mentioned it and I just latched on. Tell me more. Tell me more. I want to hear more about this New Hope. What do they do? And I think it was like the pieces of my heart that loved being a cop were starting to stir again. Like I felt like I I wanted to battle for these girls and I felt like I wanted to enter in and go the hard places for them. Um, And a couple weeks later, wouldn't you know it, the founder of the organization just happened to be in my hometown. Like no coincidences, there's no such thing. So I met with her and it was all the more intense. I just felt beckoned in. Um, So I began volunteering here here and there. It was nothing remarkable. It was just whatever I could do. Can I proofread an email? Can I help write some copy for the website? And then she said, you need to come. Until you come, until you walk these streets, until we show you, you just can't know. You can't fully know. So I did. And it was uh, profound, to say the least. It helped me realize in such just dramatic ways how God is so present. He's not in this other realm. He's not checked out on us. He is here with us. He walks with us. And there is no place too far gone for him to redeem. And that is what I learned. Um, So the faith transformation it prompted in me was huge. And from that point forward, I continued some volunteering, and then there was a board position that opened up, and um, I was able to join the board and work alongside these other amazing um, believers who just really want to battle for our girls, too. And then this position opened up about two years ago. I've been in my role as executive manager. So that's kind of the journey of how did I get to New Hope Girls? Um, But what we do for that bigger question, based in the Dominican Republic, there's three core functions to our organization. We have safe homes where girls who are rescued from really dark and horrible circumstances are brought for their healing journey to begin. We care for them like daughters, and it's our privilege to walk with them. 
We also have a workshop where adult women, where mamas, they come and they get to provide for their family with honor and dignity. And they also are wrapped in community. Um, it's like a worship service every day. There's always music, praise music going in the background. And these women are sewing and laughing and joking. Uh, it's just such beautiful community. And then the third function is our community outreach. So once a week, we go into the poorest portion of the community and we have a girls club where these precious little girls come and they hear Bible lessons, but they also hear safety lessons and they hear about who they can talk to if they need help. And that's how we keep a pulse on the community. It's also how we are raising up lights, little leaders in this community to say enough is enough and things have got to change. So I'm the one stateside employee and it is my privilege to be a voice and an advocate, a liaison. Um, I do a lot of sales with the bags because it's a social enterprise. So I wear a lot of hats, but it is a huge blessing to be part of New Hope Girls. So good. That's really cool. It's it's really cool to hear how God is using you um, to make a really big impact um, over there with so many, so many women, so many young girls. That's amazing. And like you said, Sabisha's shining lights, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I uh, we have just a couple more questions for you. And this is one, actually, Caitlin, that we ask now all of our guests because we feel it's really important taking a look back at after everything that you have learned and everything that you've gone through in your journey, what is one thing that you wish you knew? Like, you know, thinking of, man, if I only knew this, what would you share that you think would made it made a difference in your life or career? Mm, what a good, hard question. <laughs> well, for me, it is right. Tricky throwing, throwing it at me. Um, for me, it's that in God's economy, nothing is ever wasted. Even if you feel like, hey, you invested in being a police officer, you went to school to be a police officer, and now none of that makes sense in his economy, it makes a lot of sense. And he can use it and he can bless through it. And he can pull all these pieces together in a way that only he can. And when he does that, all glory goes to him. And it just magnifies what an amazing creative God we serve. So that is my big takeaway that I have seen time and time again, one thing leads to another and you just have to say a brave yes when he asks. That's right. That's so good. That's the big takeaway, Mindy, that you have to say a brave yes when he yeah. asks, right? That's, That's my big takeaway. I love that. Well, Caitlin, where can listeners find more information about you or even get a copy of your book, Worth It and Wonderful? Yeah. Well, Worth It and Wonderful is on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. So those would be great places to um, check it out. And then I have a blog. It's called Boldly Pursue. So being bold is a theme with me. So boldlypursue.com is my blog. And then Instagram, Facebook. Um, I really love the gram. That is my favorite platform. And it's just Caitlin Skaggs as my username. So you can connect with me there. Awesome. Absolutely wonderful. Well, great. that's that's about it for us, right? Mindy, do you have anything else you want to add? It's been wonderful chatting with Caitlin. It has, Caitlin. I love your focus on this. I love your focus. And when Chrissy asked that question about, you know, looking back, what would you what would you look back and say and how in God's economy nothing is lost? They all work together. And you said you had that sales conversation many years ago. Who knew that today this is what was the net of it? 
that was just the beginning. I think there's so much to that. And it really even wraps back to where we find joy and purpose. Like it's all, it's all knits together. So I just love your story. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was so fun to chat with you today. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Caitlin. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.